Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Grant Partrick. Now, three big takeaways. If you're taking notes, write this first one down. How do we fertilize the soil? How do we position ourselves so that we can be on right ground for a breakthrough? Number one, we must have a humble awareness of our need. A humble awareness of our need. You have to come to a place where you realize there is no other way unless it's you, Jesus. So if you are working, now I, I like to do this, by the way, just a uh, confession. Anytime Valentine's Day rolls around, if you're a restaurant owner, I'll just apologize in advance. I make about 19 reservations. I've got, I make email addresses up so that I can open up more open table accounts so that I can have more reservations. And then I just, I like to keep my options open. Well, maybe I'll go to this one. Unless I hear something great about this one, then we'll go over here. I like to keep my options open, right? I think for the most part, we're like that. But that can become very dangerous when you're talking about God. If God is one of your options, he's most likely going to allow you to continue to try all the other ones first. You have to get to a point where you realize in humility, you are the only way. You are my only option. With my back pressed up against that wall, there was no pride in me going, man, let me in there. Let me do that thing. Let me figure that out. No, there was complete and utter humility that goes, I have nothing, no other way but you, Jesus. And when you look at all the miracles of Jesus, one of the common threads you see that moves the heart of God is this admittance, this humble awareness of our need for Jesus to come through. You see, I think that it's true that our posture is more important than our position. Our posture is more important than our position. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean, you can positionally be around Jesus all day long, but if your posture is prideful and not humble, then it's likely you're not gonna see the breakthrough that you want in your life. Right? Jesus says that all throughout his earthly ministry, there's the religious leaders, the people who had proximity and who had position, but they always missed out on the power of Jesus right in their midst. And what does Jesus say? He says in Mark chapter two, just earlier in this gospel, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And then he says, listen to this, listen to the irony of this. He says to a group of people, who think that they're righteous. He says, I have not come to call the righteous, but to call sinners. So he's saying to them, hey, if you don't think you have a need for me, I didn't come to call you. I came to call sinners. How powerful is that? So we have to come to a place where we are aware of our need for Jesus humbly. So, so we have expectation Jesus could change something, but we also have a desperate plea of knowing he's our only option to do that. Number two, first one, a humble awareness of our need. Second one, an acknowledgement of his power, an acknowledgement 
of his power. So we see the first one, a humble awareness of our need. He's down on his, he's begging, Jesus, have mercy on me. I wanna see, very desperate. Okay, we see that. Then we, we go, okay, where's the acknowledgement of his power? Well, he says, he begins to shout, shout, Jesus, son of David, messianic title here. Different category here. Jesus of Nazareth, there no doubt would have been a lot of men named Jesus in the day, very common, very popular name. So he says, Jesus of Nazareth, but then even more than that, son of David. He's acknowledging you're other, you're different. You're not just another guy coming down the road. You can do anything you are able. And we have to come to a place where we are aware of our need, but we also acknowledge his power. Now, earlier in Mark's gospel, in the very first chapter, we uh, see another story where Jesus is coming kind of outside the city and he meets a leper there. Do you know this story? And lepers would have been ceremonially unclean. It would have been the most devastating social and physical disease that you could have in these times. And they were forced to live outside of the city. They had to walk around shouting all day long. Anytime someone approached them, unclean, 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 don't come near me. Cause if you do, you might get what I have. And Jesus comes walking by this man and we see these things. We see this uh, humble awareness of our need. need. It says he drops on his knees. And then listen to what he says to Jesus. He says, if you are willing, you could make me clean. You see, what the leper needed was, he needed two things to be true of Jesus. He needed Jesus to be willing and he needed Jesus to be able. Because just to have one without the other didn't really help his physical ailment, right? In the hospital room, I was willing to help. I just wasn't able, right? We all know what that's like to be willing to help, but not able, right? I'm willing to go to Augusta next month and play in the Masters. I am very willing, if anybody hears this, I am very willing. I'll cancel anything I have. No, I'm willing but I'm not able. And we also know people that are able, but they're not willing, right? When, you know, when you're, when you're in elementary school and you go to sell things in the neighborhood for your school, you're selling Girl Scout cookies or you're selling, we used to sell wrapping paper. I don't know why we always used to sell wrapping paper, but you go to the biggest house like in your zip code. They'd open the door and you're like, they're $4.99, could you buy one so that kids can read? They'd be like, no, sorry, we can't buy any. And I'm like, you're able, you definitely are able, you're just not willing. Or anybody been to the DMV lately? That may be the greatest example. You sit in that chair with a ticket number and you're talking to a person and in your mind you're going, you could help me. I know you could, you just don't want to. And this leper, listen to what he says when he falls on his knees in front of Jesus. He says, if you are willing, comma, you could make me clean. So the ability, he was confident. I have no doubt you could make me clean. What I'm gonna ask you is, are you willing? What I'm gonna ask you is, do you will this in my life? Is it in your will, Jesus, that I might be made clean? Now, I don't know about you, but if I could be honest, even as a pastor, there's a lot of times where I come to God in prayer 
And I have doubt about the second part. I, I get in a place where I'm like, I'm not positive you're able to do this. And we have to be people. I don't wanna be part of a church that thinks when they approach God, we don't know if you can. I wanna know what Paul says in Ephesians chapter three, when he says, now to him, comma, description of who Jesus is, who is able, you could do anything, you can change anything. In one word, you caused everything to exist. Anything in my life, Jesus, I know you could change. So I wanna approach your throne with confidence in your power that everything submits to you, everything bows to you. You're sovereign and you reign supreme over everything. So when I pray, I'm not going to doubt post comma. I'm just going to ask pre comma. I know you could. I'm going to ask if you're willing. Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1.